0: Welcome to the Beauties Podcast, where we talk about everything you need to know about women's sports. From the grassroots to the pros,
1: we got it all. It's 2022, and today we're talking about what you can look forward to in women's sports and our New Year's goals for the Beauties Podcast. Here are your hosts, Addie and Cowie. Episode 6 of Beauty Sports, episode number 1 in 2022. How you doing there, Cowie? How was your break? My break was good, ads. It was
0: nice to turn things off for a bit, quite honestly. Had a, a few days of
1: not much other than family and friends, so yeah, it was very enjoyable. How about yours? Isn't that the best? Isn't that the best, just completely shutting down for two days and just being at home and enjoying the time with the family? It was it was awesome. We got young kids in the house that ran down the stairs and on Christmas morning it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, same here. We had uh, we had my sister's little's in over the break and I, and my wife's taking down the Christmas tree today and she's finding nerf bullets in the tree, so it sounds like we
1: had a good time. <laughs> that is the best. And I think, you know, heading into 2022, even just taking that opportunity to take a step back and even look ahead to what we have in this you know in the sports landscape of 2020 it's pretty exciting
0: it is exciting I think that's one thing that you and I both got to do over the break right like we we got a little bit of a break from our our regular nine to fives and and had some time to poke around and that's one thing that we we found right away was 2022 is busy and it starts busy I know we've got uh, some cancellations and things just to kick off the the new year here um, due to the pandemic specifically to hockey but um, as we look forward to, you know, Olympics and beyond that, it's, it's a busy start, busy first three months for us. That's
1: for sure. January, February, March is jam-packed. It is so exciting. And not even to mention, like you were just talking about hockey there and like there was some big moves in like the WNBA, there was a lot of stuff in soccer. Like not only is, is it been cool to look into what 2022 is going to be but like this break has been incredibly exciting, watching everything that's been happening, right? So, um, yeah, some really big news—that's for sure. Oh yeah, and you know, it's almost with the big news starting off with the the Jerry D tweet. You know what I'm talking about there? The Jerry D tweet. Know what you're talking about? You betcha, I do. You know, and so even even thinking about what people are saying about women's sports right now and the and what's happening moving into the next year do you actually have this tweet up in front of you what he uh, I, what he said I there
0: <clears throat> yeah it was a series of tweets so just yeah. to give some context for people who might not have seen it i'm not going to verbatim read all of this but i'll read the the very first line and then i'm going to jump ahead a little bit it says we've been hearing about guys like connor Bedard since he was 13 years old we now know a lot about him. By the end of the month, we will know a lot about all the players in the world on the World Junior Team. And then scanning forward, in that, he says, What if we did this with women? How much did we hear about or know about Marie-Philippe Poulin when she was 13? Nellie Corda, Sue Bird. Maybe that's where we need to start. The media needs to introduce us to these female stars much sooner. Maybe then the fan interest will increase, the money will increase, and the quality will improve. Maybe. But maybe it's better than no. Let's try something to see if we can close the gap between male and female sports. And so there was a lot in there. I encourage everyone to go and check out that series of tweets. But essentially what he's saying is, and he's right, we've heard about superstars and male sports um, since they even had the slightest spotlight on them, right? Where they were elites, whether it was Tiger Woods in golf or LeBron James, or in the case of what he had mentioned with Connor Bedard and what we saw going into the World Juniors, what little we saw of that. We have never experienced that, really, in any women's sports that we've had this household name before they were uh, a professional athlete.
1: Yeah, and what a what a great what a great tweet, and he and he gets you thinking right off the bat. Because I'll tell you what I did right after I read it, I went heavy in finding out about every prospect in every sport um, where she's ranked. On a national level, on a provincial level, state level, it was so cool to like actually see, you know, we've got number one ranked tennis players coming out of Canada in the next two years. Like what? Mm-hmm.
0: How do we yeah, I know, know that? Exactly. And that was the thing that I liked as much as, um, you know, his tweet was, I hope, really impactful for a lot of people. It was really this call to action and something that we took as a call to action as well, right? Where you're, he hit it nail on the head um and so that's where i appreciate the efforts that you guys put in 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 your household into doing some research because there is a lot of young young athletes who um if they continue on the trajectory they are today are going to be superstars that we're going to get to know so
1: yeah no absolutely i have to fact check myself here for a second i'm I was talking, and when it comes to tennis, about Robin Montgomery, all four born, seventeen years old. She's ranked eighth as a junior player, but last in September she was ranked seventh. So, or second, sorry. And and it's been cool to even look at where these players are ranked because of. You know, COVID, they've had to get really strategic with what tournaments and competitions that they're playing in to keep up with their ranking so they can continue to move on. Um, the number one ranked softball player is, you know, Macy Bergeron, you know, committed to LSU. Like it was so fun. It was so fun yeah. learning about all these, you know, up and coming superstars, essentially. Like when you're signing to LSU, you're pretty yeah. good. <laughs> well,
0: and, and last year, you know, one of your notes here, last year, Gatorade Player of the Year, we know what company that puts her, and that's right alongside side page
1: backers. Yep. Yep. Right? Exactly. And so, like, Mr. D, good on you. I love it. Super happy about that tweet. And, and he's right. And we've had a lot of conversations in our house and You know, what was funny is my brother-in-law, as soon as he saw it, he's like, I've been saying this for years because, you know, when you, and he has, I remember, I remember talking to him years ago about, you know, we need to get more athlete focused when it comes Mm -hmm. to women's pro sports or women's prospects within sports, because you identify with the athlete, you identify with like, even when you're thinking if we're going to take this into a hockey context for male, like... You're not looking at Alexandra Ovechkin to be your defensive player of the year. You know, he's being, <laughs> he's being somebody that's like, okay, this is a guy that's going to put the puck in the net 50 times in a year, and that's his role. Well, mm-hmm. who's the female version, and where's she coming from, and what's her background? And, you know, there's so many different things um, that have come up, and you identify with the player, you know? Yeah. And, and Paige Becker, as you just mentioned her, like, that is why people feel so connected to her. You're identifying with that athlete.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, we've talked about that in previous episodes. That's why it's so important with the changes in that NAL ruling um, for NCAA athletes, you know, that's why it makes the, the cancellation of the U 18 women's world super disappointing is because that is the up and coming stars. That is the, the people that we should be focusing on. You know, you and I, I think we've, we've now with this kind of call to action from this Jerry D tweet, um, we'll put a concerted effort going forward throughout the course of the year. And maybe that's something that we can action together is, is finding these athletes and, and putting a highlight to them so that people have a place to come to start to understand, um, what talent is out there and what they can continue to keep an eye out for as these uh, athletes, you know, pursue NCAA or U sports careers or whatever path that might be.
1: Beauty's prospects division. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All about it. But exactly. yeah, like I'm that, that just sparked a whole nother, you know, topic conversation, everything in our household. Cause when you actually, really look into like, you think how competitive the landscape is for women's soccer, like mm-hmm. over the last five years, it's just grown like crazy. And mm-hmm. it's, we have the ranked number one, 2023 prospect in Canada plays at a Surrey United soccer club and team BC midfielder. Oh five, Bailey Dirksen. I want to know everything I can about (laughs) Bailey Dirksen because she will be a premier level player or, or an NWSL player like, you know, and that is, that I think heading into 2022, I think is a big thing that beauty sports will be able to implement within all of, you know, all of our podcasting that we do, you know, growing that level. Cause I think that that's where that identify where people identify with not only the league and the teams and the community and the culture, it's what players are making that up. Right. Yeah.
0: So absolutely. So cool. Absolutely.
1: Super exciting.
0: I, I loved like, and I said it earlier, big thank you to you guys. Cause it was eye opening to see the level of talent that's coming up. And, and I, I hope that we do continue to focus on them throughout the course of this year, because I'm excited to see what some of these women um, end up doing.
1: And even, like, we're, we're just getting together the schedule for the beginning of 2022. And how could you not be excited about what's coming up the pipe? Because even in January, we've got, oh, my gosh, the Australian Open, the mm-hmm. beginning of the LPGA Tour season starting up in January, yep. the continuation, yep. second half of the PHF, leading us legit right into the Olympics,
0: I know which I can't wait for all I can't wait for all of that you know you mentioned the Australian Open and I found it so exciting even just through social media following the Naomi Osakas and stuff who are there right who are on the court and they're sharing um their experiences leading up to the Australian Open as they're there that just starts to build that level of excitement with with us as fans who uh, are going to get to tune in and watch that so I agree with you it's a really it doesn't seem like it is because I think especially here in Canada for us, there's this kind of damper um, being put just from a pandemic perspective. It feels like we're kind of reverting back to two marches ago. And in reality, I I don't think that's the case. I think it was a little bit of a pause, but we've got a ton of things coming up that are super exciting.
1: Yeah. And and obviously keeping our eyes on when the Women's Worlds is going to be rescheduled again, for sure, is going to be is going to be huge because even when you're thinking of the Olympics, like the biggest, the biggest sporting event that literally kind of marches us right into March Madness.
0: (laughs) I can't, uh, March Madness is one of my, I went to university in the U S and March Madness. Like I'll never forget the experience of being in the dorms because I came out of like small town Canada, right. Where they're like, Let's be honest, if you're remotely athletic, you made the team um, to there that you have these people, freshmen's in university, fresh out of high school who are who know every athlete in in their teams or their opposing teams in March Madness. It's Wild. It's so exciting to me. I, I, I love I love I wish more sports did a great job like March Madness does. Uh, it's um, amazing.
1: I've already been starting to think of my bracket. Already getting the bracket going to see what uh you know where we want people, where we want teams and so many like I'm already starting to think about it, but it's so hard to not get ahead of yourself when you're thinking of the Olympics. Like I'm just so excited to finally sit back. Like the Olympics in our house runs 24 hours a day. We do not oh, yeah, same thing here. We do not change the channel. And if you try to change the w- channel, not happening. Yeah, I was watching over
0: the, the weekend here in Calgary. They had the, uh, they were calling it the snow rodeo. It was, um, you know, skiing and and snowboarding freestyle event. And that just made me super excited for the Olympics too, because that is the lead up to it, right? This is one of their last competitions. And to see some of our Canadian athletes and, you know, there was a lot of, uh, the Netherlands had some some athletes in the mix. The U.S. always does. That was exactly where you get to see these things that we don't necessarily see on a daily basis. Um, Here, bobsledding was on TV, right? Uh, Luge was on TV. I'm excited to watch all of those kind of more unique sports throughout the course of the Olympics as well.
1: Oh, for sure. Do Do you think everything in Calgary, they just toss rodeo at the end of it? Well, they give out cowboy hats, yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty funny to see them
0: with their helmets on and their goggles and then a cowboy hat teetering on the top of their head. So, you yeah, I guess so. What do we
1: call this one? Snow, Snow rodeo. rodeo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. If there's anybody that can put on a event, man, it's Calgary. They know how to party in Calgary. True?
0: They do. I remember. Uh, I remember partying out there when they made the... The Flames made the Stanley Cup final in, like, 05. I don't know. I was in high school. And it's wild there. They, they, do, they do. Stampede every year. It's a good place to host.
1: Oh, man. What a ride it is over there. But, uh, you know, even even thinking about, you know, you were just mentioning about different sports and unique sports and things like that. Like, that is the best part of the Olympics, hands down. But even over mm-hmm. the break, just a quick little shout out We actually started a voicemail feature where you can actually call into the show and we will, you know, answer any questions that you have or anything that you want to know that we've been talking about. And one of the calls we had was about us following MMA and CrossFit in the new year. And that just, that I think is going to be a really cool avenue for us to go down. And there's so many different reasons why. First of all, Mm -hmm. MMA, huge sport. And when we look at the landscape of women's athletics it's treated pretty fairly like it in in regards to compensation in regards to um, you know the final fight in regards to you know so many different aspects of it men and women are treated different along are the same sorry along with crossfit that, yeah. you know, they yeah. they compete in Madison, Wisconsin at the same time every year. They do the same competitions. They win the same money. And I don't... They stand wanna, on the same podium. They stand on the same podium. They, they you know, it, there's so many cool, you know, different avenues we can go down with those. But that was a really cool call that we got just about following those sports for not only just the athleticism, the women that are involved are incredible athletes, but also for that feeling of like, they do treat them equal here and they're incredibly successful. Oh, I,
0: I know. And I think that has been uh, the best part of the break again. Like I can't, you know, we had, um, uh, on social media, the, the, the squash, uh, PSA, um, Elite-level squash. Uh, we have a Canadian that's ranked, you know, 16th in the world, Holly Naughton. And and her kind of, you know, floating around on Instagram is how I found her. And now I've been following PSA. Like, I, I, I think there's so much more that we can look at and bring to light. MMA, and that's another example, squash, where they're the same thing, right? Um, and MMA and and CrossFit, to me, MMA specifically, where they're in the same ticket. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Great yes. point. And like the final fight of the night, like the, you know what I mean? Like they are the main event if they mm-hmm. have, because that was like, cause it's all about your last name, right? Like, and so if yep. you've got a bigger name, you're the final fight. It's not, That's a right. it's not gender. It's not like, okay, the men will always have the final fight cause they bring in the most money. It has mm-hmm. been proven that if you mm-hmm. have a big name and if you can fight and if you can do these things that at a very high level, it brings in money and they've done it time and time and time again. And there's been times where, you know, when I'm watching CrossFit, Matt Frazier is now retired from CrossFit, but Tia Claire Toomey or like, how do you not want to watch her compete? when you're When you're a fan of CrossFit, if you work out in a CrossFit gym, if you compete in CrossFit, respect like the respect of the sport is there, whether you're a man or a woman like it is just and they and they modify it so that they're doing everything equal it's yeah. it's just i think it's done so well I My think it's very trained. very very um well done and i'm that was another thing that got us spur over the break all we did was research sports. <laughs> Literally. I
0: know. I have so many notes and things. I've got an uncle who is is—he's um, a pretty big sports fan, and he's been a really good resource for me to just bounce ideas off of. And I love that we have this um, voice message channel now because I hope people take advantage of that. It's, it's really quite easy. It's its just a website, speakpipe.com slash sports, and you can go on there. But it comes to email for Addy and I to hear, and then we can integrate your questions and comments and thoughts and ideas into the show as we as we do this on a weekly basis. Um, it, that's where this starts to get really exciting. Your point of MMA and CrossFit, right? I, I messaged you. I had a buddy who reached out, and and he's a big MMA fan, and he's all about helping us in that journey of of understanding who these elite athletes are and bringing those people to light. Um, on this show. And so I, I think 2020, 2022 is really setting up to be unique for us and a really big learning experience for us as well, which I'm super excited about.
1: Yeah. And because, like, I think it was what, two days ago, we talk about maybe, maybe one of the biggest headlines to come out of women's sports with Becky Hammond moving from mm-hmm. the assistant coach of the Spurs to the head coach in the WNBA. N-G-M. And GM, yeah, what an absolute beauty for, uh, for Las Vegas. Like, could Las Vegas be any more excited about getting somebody like Becky Hammond? Like, what a huge pickup for not only Las Vegas, but for the WNBA. Like, that's right. That That is. I, I think that's exactly a good point. You know, we're
0: going to we're where the rumblings are Sandy Brundello going to the Liberty as well. Um, and I think that's a really good continuation of the shift in in coaching in the WNBA, too. Right. We had I think it was last year we had six coaches in the WNBA that were women, three of which are fires, And now we're at it. So starting to shift that kind of scale. Of of coaching numbers um, in that league, and I mean the amount of knowledge and talent she's proven herself in the NBA, um, with with the respect that she's earned from her her players in that organization, and and the A's, for sure.
1: And I think one of the, I think you know with that with that announcement with her going to you know be the head coach and the GM of Las Vegas, there was there was a couple storylines, and for me it was really telling to show you know, what people are actually thinking and where the perspectives come from when something big like that happens, right? She's not moving from, you know, what people would perceive as a jump in her career, which would be an assistant coach to a head coach in the NBA. And people, you know, there was three different perspectives I found with it. Is Spurs fans were pissed because Mm -hmm. they just knew they were losing a beauty obviously Mm -hmm. like let's get real Mm -hmm. um WNBA fans really big WNBA fans excited like obviously super excited about it and then it it kind of got into you know the financial piece you know almost is she downgrading by going to the WNBA and for me that that was the really big piece of it that you know it it didn't shock me, but it did in a sense because she's still gonna be making good money. Her heart yeah. and her soul is in the WNBA. It's where she came up, it's it's where she played it. She's you know, her jersey's retired. Like it's a big part of the WA is Becky WNBA is Becky Hammond. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I just got this feeling of like there's there's gonna have to be a point where people view them the same. And with that coming over, I hope people realize like it's, it's more, it's, it's not all about money, you know, it's not like she's, it's not like she's taking a massive pay cut and whatever the case may be, she's still going to be making good money. She is now a head coach and a GM. For me, this is a, this is such a positive, positive move, Um, you know, yeah, no, I agree. And I,
0: I feel I feel the same way that you do. Um, I think there's a lot of positives that are gonna come from this. It's it's kind of like uh, back when Mike Babcock took a contract in the NHL and that was game changing in terms of coach contracts. That's what this contract with Becky Hammond is in the WNBA, where it now sets a stage for other coaches to continue to earn more dollars for their value as a coach you know they're still lagging behind uh, some NCAA coaches for example I think part of people's you know you talked about the Spurs fans being disappointed and I think that speaks volumes is that I hope and this is what I hope is that people weren't looking at it from a gender perspective but instead looking at it from the fact that she probably with all of the Um, time and growth and value she brought organization in the spurs deserved an opportunity for a head coaching position in the nba but was never given one she interviewed for a multitude of different things and was never given that opportunity and so i think where people's disappointment comes is the is in the fact that she had to leave this male-dominated world to be given a head coaching position. And so there's still work for us to do when we look at the NFL, right? The NFL has put together their women uh, careers in football forum. That happens on an annual basis. There's 181 attendees in the last five years that have come out of that forum that now work in football, 100 of which work in the NFL, not all in coaching, some in front office roles and things like that. But I think that's where the disappointment comes from, is not that she is... It's not that it's any less valuable for her to be a coach in the WNBA. It's the fact that we still don't see equality in male sports for women.
1: Yeah, like very well put. And I think it's the the reference of you're right with the Mike Babcock signing. Like that's a really good comparison because now now you know the quality is there. Because that's oh, you're a mm-hmm. WNBA coach, not an NBA coach. Well, hey. I am an NBA coach. I am not qualified. Yeah. I am yeah. here, and I'm bringing this level, an NBA level, of what I was coaching mm-hmm. at to the WNBA.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there are so many positives. I just hope people don't um, see that at for her. I think what she has done in this move to the WNBA is just continued that trajectory right for that league in that – it, they're the most qualified coaches that you have that have played in the most elite leagues in the world, played coached in the most elite leagues in the world. It's home, they believe they feel valued. She by the contract she took, and so she's coming home to the WNBA to help continue to propel that league upward. Yeah, but yeah. I still think at some point we got to talk about the that you know the intentionality of having women involved in male sports still needs to be a thing. Maybe that's not a today topic because I think. That's a long one. <laughs> I briefly touched on it with that WCFF thing. Um, when yeah. you look at any of the leagues, right, NWSL, we're starting to see that shift in coaching um, now based on 2021 and a lot of turmoil that happened in that league and a lot of coaches that were either forced out or resigned because they should have because they're not good for any player or any league. Um, but we still don't see... That many women head coaches there in the PHF, two of the six and one as a co-coach in the PWHPA, three of the five, right? So yeah. it still goes back to that equality conversation, but I think anyone and, in Las Vegas or any WNBA fan should be happy that Becky Hammond's going back to the WNBA.
1: Oh, absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. And then even when you're thinking from from that perspective of, you know, Sandy Brondello leaves um, Phoenix and now... You know, will most likely suspected, end up in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. New York came in last spot in the WNBA um, playoffs this year. And you know that that's another perfect example of keeping keeping up coach like that, the caliber of that within your mm-hmm. league finding a team, finding a good fit, finding a good place, because her husband is also the assistant coach of the Chicago Sky, right? So they have to think about that. Is he going to stay there? Obviously, they were apart throughout the year last year, too. So, you know, in their household, <laughs> WNBA yeah. seasons are pretty pretty legit. But, you know, with her going to New York now, now that championship mindset of being in that WA final is going to be imprinted within that organization. And I think mm-hmm. that that is... It, the league next year for the WNBA may be one of the most exciting narratives, and and obviously in the NWL and WSL with the uh, the San Diego and um, Angel City editions, like those are two really big storylines that I'm. Twenty twenty two is going to be awesome.
0: It is. It's going to be. <laughs> it, you're right, and and um, you know, NWSL, when we talked about that, that was one of the things that. I really liked about them is the leadership that they have um, within those organizations and and female coaches. And so I think we're on the right path. The shift is is happening across platforms. So
1: twenty twenty two, here we come. And even for uh, even for beauty sports, we got a couple fun stuff coming up. We've got uh, got a couple things we've been pretty excited about. We've been working on behind the scenes. We will officially be coming to YouTube.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we got some things to figure out and tweak. Obviously, this episode you're not going to see on YouTube. Um, but sooner than later, in the next, maybe next episode or beyond that, you'll have an opportunity to tune in and watch us from YouTube as well. And that's, that's super exciting. I think it gives people an opportunity to get to know you and I too, which I think is important. Um, and it's another channel for us of accessibility for people to find because not everyone is a podcast listener. Um, I know some of our younger audience probably are more in tune with YouTube than podcasts. So I think it's really exciting for us to expand there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Had fun making a little studio. The break has been absolutely (laughs) awesome. So that's been very cool there. We're going to be coming out uh, with some more merch in 2022, like that was such a big moment for me seeing all the merch flying out the door when we launched it. And we got a little giveaway going on right now. So make sure you head to our our social media platforms to get in on that giveaway too, for some merch. Um, and honestly, I think one of the things that when I'm looking into 2022, like we talked about for the first three months for us is just going to be back to back to back, like so much stuff going on, but now being able to get into some interviews. Mm-hmm. Now being able to get into some interviews, bringing some athletes on, um, talking to them about actually what's going on in their world. That's going to yeah, be an exactly. exciting addition to 2022.
0: Exactly, and I think the opportunity for us to connect with um, with like like you said, the up and coming prospect athletes, right? We talked about in one of our earlier episodes how cool it felt when we were playing sports and you know university or whatever that might have been to have an opportunity for a you know TV bit or a radio interview and And so our hope is that we can connect with with all sorts of um, of athletes across all different sports and and house them here and and learn about them and then follow their careers.
1: Absolutely, because even when you think of active pro athletes right now, and then the the prospects that we're really going to dive into, we're going to have so many different uh, you know opportunities to be able to talk to you know young up and coming athletes or current athletes or you mm-hmm. know maybe some people that are one to two years out of their careers and and are looking totally. to get back into it, right? So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really going to be able to open up another avenue for us to, you know, talk about everything that we've we want to. We want to talk about the athletes, the leagues, what's legitimately going on in women's sports yeah. right now across an entire landscape, but then also hearing from the perspectives of people that are going to be in it, that are in it, or are just out of it.
0: Well, and I think how cool would it be if we, when we talked about Emma Wood's FIRE goal, <clears throat> how cool would it be if we could talk to Emma Woods after her fire goal right and so oh, totally. i think there's there's a lot of really exciting things for us in 2022 and and the youtube piece will only help and i think just our um our real concerted push to continue to connect with those who are listening um by, by ways of you know social media or the the voicemail as well
1: yeah that's going to be fun i can't wait to hear a couple of them come through the door cuz we've already got Three or four that have come in, and they are fire. They are great yeah. questions, and it showed that people are super interested.
0: Exactly, and you know, I was I was super excited to hear, and we'll hear in upcoming episodes. Uh, we'll bring those questions forward. Obviously, we're not going to get to everyone in every episode, um, but we will address them. So be. Be sure that we will uh, not forget something that comes through that inbox for us. But I was super excited to hear a new accent on our voicemail. Oh,
1: yeah. The new fees want to know. The new fees <laughs> want to know. know. That I was, was awesome. so
0: jacked about that. He sounded awesome. So we'll get to his questions in upcoming uh, episodes
1: for sure. Yeah. And so I think we, I think we hit our point that 2022 is going to be freaking awesome. <laughs>
0: I hope so. I hope, um, yeah, I hope people are as excited as we are. I I know sometimes that can probably be hard to get through the audio, but you have to know that Addie and I are jacked about this. We text back and forth all day long, even though we got other jobs to do. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Always can find a little something about sports, something that's going on the day that Becky Hammond signed was a big day was a big day in our household it was awesome so if you don't already please uh hit us up on instagram twitter and now youtube heading into our next week at beauty sports um underscore beauty sports beauty sports talk um and if you want to hit up uh cowie and i personally we also are on all social media platforms you can chat with us um but cowie final words.
0: Final words. I, I'm going to continue to use my final words session as saying a big thank you. This is episode one for you. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's and welcome to Beauty Sports Talk for 2022. If you're not new here, thanks for coming back. I'm excited for 2022 ads. Again, just thanks for hanging with me. It's fun, bud.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. And we will see everybody next week. Thanks so much.